Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Split Decision Podcast. I'm your host, Roman Garcia, with my co-host, PJ Katona. PJ, um, how was your weekend this weekend? <laughs> um, you know, Friday was good. Um, <laughs> had a nice time out with my friends. Then uh, then Saturday happened. Mm. Um, yeah, there was, there was a little event on Saturday. Um, yeah. Kind of ruined the weekend, but you know what? I'm here, so I'm doing good now. I'm doing good now. I've come to peace with the uh, with the results. How about yourself? How uh, are we feeling? Much like you, uh, it, it was a good Friday, great Friday, and I thought, wow, we're really going to keep this energy rolling into Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. Uh, you know, sat down with my popcorn all by myself in my in my apartment watching the fights, and uh, yeah. Needless to say, it was a it was a rough night at 731 South Woodlawn for me. Um, <laughs> we're but, here now, but we're here now, <clears throat> facing up to our uh, our demons, one might say, after a rough weekend. And uh, yeah, we're just gonna get right into it. UFC 280, and uh, we also have my sister Lisette Garcia on the line, ready to come in. Uh, as as mentioned last week, uh, <laughs> she's an adversary of most of our picks, so. It was probably a better weekend for her than it was for us. Yeah, so uh, that's for sure. All right, PJ, uh, where do you want to start on this card? Any anything uh, in the prelims that uh, uh, caught your attention? Yeah, I mean, I watched the whole card. Um, Muhammad Makayev was the second fight on the card. Obviously, he uh, once again looked looked dominant. You know, kind of made easy. I mean, I wouldn't say easy work actually. Malcolm Gordon gave him a pretty <clears throat> a pretty good fight, but uh, ultimately. Mokayev came up with the with the armbar about thirty seconds left in that fight. It's not, I mean, not much to say about that. Mm -hmm. He's going to be a problem. He's still young. He's only twenty two years old. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, moving up to the all the way to the fifth fight, fifth fight on the prelims: Nikita Kurlov Dude. versus Volkan Ozdemir. That, that was, was a really good scrap great between fight. those two. They, I. Yeah. They came out scrapping like mm -hmm. literally ten seconds into the fight. I thought Ozdemir. Had I believe him Ozdemir had yeah. him hurt, and within yes. the first minute, <laughs> and then he proceeded to I let Kirilov lay on him. Yeah. Well, Kirilov also got in some good stand up of his own, but he yeah, did. I think Ozdemir really gassed himself out trying to get the finish in the first yeah. minute and a half and of that fight. Kirilov finished out with nine minutes of control time, mm -hmm. so that'll that'll do it. Yeah, that writes the story right there. Uh, a fight that I really liked actually, and a fighter that I'm I'm really starting to gain a lot of fandom for. Uh, is it Cow Chow? I don't know, Kyo or Kyo. I, I don't know how to say it. Kyo Baralo. We'll go with that. Defeats Mahmoud Muradov. That was another problem I had with this card was how difficult there some of these names were. There were a lot of difficult names. There were some terrible names on here. Yeah. But yeah, Baralo, a uh, training partner of, of Kamzat, Darren Till, um, over at All-Star Gym Sweden. Uh, he's a, He looked really good in this fight. Yeah. Um, he gets the three-round unanimous decision victory. Uh, what, what did you like out of him in that he's, fight, Paul? He's good. I like his energy. He, uh, he was, you know... You know, he was dancing, he was hyped mm -hmm. up walking out there. So I, I I like everything about him. We uh what do we say about him? He's like an uglier version of Polo uh, yeah. Costa. I texted he, def he definitely yeah, is. I, I see it. I just said yeah, I said Barella's literally <laughs> ugly version. Yeah. No, Costa. he's I like him a lot, honestly. Yeah. I was excited. I uh remember watching him fight against uh, mm -hmm. Armin Petrosian actually yeah, yeah, yeah. at the Dos uh, Dosanos versus Fiziev card. So yeah, yeah, he looked pretty good. What he got unanimous decision. Yeah, now three and zero in the UFC. Three so I wouldn't be surprised if his next opponents, you know, maybe something in the top fifteen could be possibly. I, I think maybe that would be and if not, I think one more unranked yeah. guy and then he's right there. But oh, yeah, yeah, he's absolutely. good. Absolutely, he looks really good, and I'm excited to see. 
what comes out of the 29 year old in the future you know yeah he's 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 exciting to watch mm-hmm. now we're going to move up to uh Muhammad versus Brady which took the main event of the prelims uh, and that um, that fight should have just dictated how the rest of my night would go <laughs> because uh, we got this one all wrong, yeah. didn't we, all PJ? Right. Yeah. Let me just let me just say I'm not gu- I'm not the guy to make excuses out here. However, there were a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of fighters on this card that I liked, and a lot of fighters on this card I do not mm-hmm. like. So I feel that my bias and fandom got in the way of my selections. So for those of you who listened. To my picks, I just want to say I apologize. That will not happen again. At least, I, I mean, at least I, I, I will say I won't let my bias take over my picks because if you, if I have, we have people who are listening to us and yeah. I don't want you guys to, uh, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Before we get into the the top card, as PJ was mentioning, I also yeah. want to take this time I, <laughs> to apologize. Um, hey guys. <clears throat> Like he said, we try not to let bias get in our way, but it does sometimes. And when you have fighters that you really like going against fighters that you yeah. mostly do not like, it's really easy to to pick in that favor, you know. So uh, from just, here on out, we're gonna do our best. I agree. We're gonna we're gonna keep our biases aside. But this was just a little hiccup in the long term. Everyone makes mistakes. Yes. but I'm just yeah. I feel yeah. that yeah, that did happen. I will say. And you know what? Even in the future. We're going to make mistakes Yeah, anyways. we're going to do it again, okay? So just don't hold us accountable too much, all right? We're just children. <laughs> but I apologize. Yeah. I would like to apologize to <laughs> those who feel, listen. I do really feel bad. Um, <laughs> but uh, now, circling back to Bilal versus uh, Sean Brady, though. Bilal Muhammad, I, he certainly won my respect in this I, fight, I think. I, I, I'm done betting against him, no matter who he fights next, unless it's Kamzat. But, like, barring Kamzat, I'm done betting against this guy, especially with Khabib in his corner. He looked like a completely different version of himself. A Bilal Muhammad I'd never seen before. I've never, you know, Bilal's always obviously been known for being a, you know, quote-unquote, you know, boring, boring fighter. But, like, he just came out Mm -hmm. swinging. I mean, he's got—so he's now 22-3 and in his MMA career. He's only got five knockouts, Mm -hmm. and I believe he hadn't had a knockout— in let me see i want to say it was over like two years let me see no over six no no it's been really? like six years since he has he had his last <laughs> oh, knockout Jesus. came september 17th 2016 against augusto montano that's insane and when, when when dustin poirier fought michael johnson that's that's the <laughs> oh, last time Jesus. below muhammad registered a knockout in his career poor dustin um but yeah i mean he looked really good and uh i I think what was interesting is you saw Sean Brady actually shoot on him first, yeah. which I think was surprising. And uh, to quote my, uh, my 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 role model, Chael Sonnen, whoever shoots first, that typically means that the fight's not going well for them on the feet. Yeah. And uh, it certainly was not for Sean Brady. And, and Bilal Muhammad, with his wrestling credentials and with uh, the training he had done with the Russians and Khabib and all that, um, I don't think I think Brady was always going to have a tough time taking him down. And he was able yeah. he was not able to complete a single takedown. And uh, Bilal was just able to piece him up on the feet, <laughs> standing yeah. standing TKO, but I think it was warranted. Would you agree? No, I agree. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I would say at the beginning of the fight, you know, Brady looked solid. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a really good so fight. But, like, over time, you know, Bilal just kind of wore him out. Like Kept that, putting that pressure on Bilal him. Bilal was just constantly yeah. right in his face. You know, not like, you know, not – he doesn't have power, like knockout he, power. Just he was just right there. volume. And, you yeah. know, constantly throwing the jab at him. And, you know, over time, I feel like it was – for those who watched, you know, it might have looked like an early stoppage, but I mean, I think in that last five seconds, I think I think Brady took a good twenty blows to the head. So you know, I 
I think it was a good stoppage, mm-hmm. and yeah, Bilal. And Coach Khabib, dude, Coach Khabib, not, Coach Khabib, not only the greatest in the cage, greatest right outside of the cage being I mean, a coach as the well, guy, man. Can the guy be bad at something? I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, yeah, Bilal Muhammad, I will uh, I will remember your name from here on out. I, I also agree. You uh, earned my respect. Uh, Manon Fioriat, Caitlin Shakagian, uh, that went to a three-round unanimous decision. To start off the main card, that to was. start off the main card, yep. And uh, what did you think of that pipe? Fall any opinions on it? I mean, Fior- Fury, I look good. I mean, she's, I personally, not gonna lie, I've never watched her fight before. Um, I know she beat Jennifer Maya in her last count, in her last uh, fight, but yeah, she looks solid. I mean, Chukagian was the number one contender in the flyweight division, mm-hmm. and she, you know, I, I don't think there was any uh, argument that she, uh, you know, was gonna, was, was gonna win that fight uh, mm-hmm. when, the, when the bell ended, but yeah. She looks solid. She might be fighting for the title yeah. next. I mean, could be, or uh, I think another good fight. Maybe she fights Grasso, and that's the number one contender could, fight could, right there. That I as think, well. That as well. I think that's a very viable option. So yeah, uh, excited to see what we see out of the the beast, the French beast, the man in Fioriat. Um, <clears throat> but now we will move on to the upper echelons of UFC 280, the main card, um, with uh, my one and only correct decision that I got right this weekend, uh, the, my correct prediction. And at this time, we will also uh, bring in the wise wisdom of one Lisette Garcia, if she is so inclined to uh, give us her opinion on this fight. Lisette, are you there? Gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lissette. My sister, Lisette Garcia, everyone. What's going on, Lisette? How are you feeling, Lisette? Honestly, my Saturday was great. <laughs> uh, I sat rolling some of my picks for the main card, and I got one wrong, but I think that one was a rip-off. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I apologize for not that, po- posting them. I know you wanted me to. You guys, yeah, I was going to say, you could have posted mine, and people would have won money, but... Maybe we'll uh, in the future you'll get you'll, you'll get a you'll get an Instagram post, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so let's. Uh... <laughs> so uh, so what did you you started watching around the Benil Darius Mateus Gamera fight, correct? Yes. And what what did you think of that? Fight? Did you have any uh, prediction for it? I know you didn't text me a prediction, but uh, did you have a feeling going into the fight? I saw some of the the pre conferences of both these guys. Mm-hmm. And I was going for more, I was leaning towards Darius just because he seemed very chill about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't, yeah. he didn't seem scared or just like, he was just like, I just want to fight kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, watching it, I think he took all the rounds. Yeah, um, yeah for so, sure. No, he looked, he looked good. Yeah, he looked really good. And, uh. I thought Gamrot was going to offer a little bit more on the wrestling side yeah. of things. I thought he would have secured. This at least. is the one fight where I did not have any buy. Like I wasn't really rooting for anybody. I just, I personally, I thought Gamrot was going to win the fight, Same. but I, mean, I slept on. Well, once again, Darius getting slept on. I feel mm-hmm. like Lisek kind of said he's kind of chill, and I feel like that's a big reason why he's not yeah. ranked a little bit higher. Like he, he that's, doesn't have a big personality. You know, he just kind of he goes in there, he does his thing, gets oh. the job done, and uh, yeah, once again, yeah. you see that. What was that? Second round, he just he, he that that punt, the left hook he landed on, oh, think, on Gam- I think that was third round. I was it third? Dude, yeah. That the sound yeah. of that thing. Somebody I saw it on yeah. like Twitter, like the replay. Dude, the sound of that punch. I thought he, I thought he flatlined. I right don't know there. how Gamera <laughs> got back up to be honest. Oh, that was the punch. Yeah, I, no, yeah. sorry. Because no, <laughs> I remember, I remember that punch too. Me and I was watching all these with my parents, <laughs> and me and my dad were like, dude, dude. <laughs> when that that. that punch. 
Yeah. That was a bomb. Yeah. That was a bomb. As soon as uh, he landed that, I was uh, I was yeah. a little nervous because I had him winning my unanimous decision. I just needed him to yeah. last a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, as predicted, Benil Dariush gets the UD, which I was very proud of. And I thought, wow, that's a great way to start my main card. We're just going to keep it rolling yeah. right into yeah, shot. Yeah, you did, because you posted that one. I did. I let everyone know I got that one right. <laughs> <laughs> and I really thought I was onto something, especially... After watching the next fight on the card, Sean O'Malley versus Peter Yan. Um, needless to say, a controversial uh, victory for Sean O'Malley. A split decision. A split decision. Shout out Split Decision Podcast. Um, but, sister, what was uh, what were your thoughts on this fight? What did you think of it? Um, Don't feel, to, I mean, feel free to cut loose, too. I know you, you were uh, you were really uh, vocal about this when, when we were talking about it on Saturday. <laughs> fight was very good mm-hmm. like overall i really liked it i didn't think so mally i know i've watched some fight before i didn't think he would i guess keep up as much as he did mm-hmm. um i do think he was holding back on striking yeah uh, he, he tends to pick his yeah. spots whenever he yeah whenever yeah. he chooses to strike and i think with jan he would strike and then go for like his to drop him yeah. like each time he was trying to drop him right after a a strike he would go to drop him mm. and I think what helped O'Malley a lot, which is I think what swayed these judges were the, that that need to cut his eyes. Oh yeah, yeah. I agree. Visually, yeah. Visually, yeah, it wasn't a good look for Peter Young. Yeah. It was a deep cut and that thing was just pouring everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought he was gonna so, finish him right then and there. So did I, honestly. I thought yeah. um I thought I thought Jan was over after that, but the, the in the third, I think he kept going and yeah. was still slammed O'Malley one of the times, and I still thought it was Jan's Jan's win, so I was a little upset about that. Yeah, yeah, I was definitely upset about that. I was a hundred percent sure that that they were going to say unanimous decision, and uh, your boy Khabib thought the same thing as well. I know I saw you sent me that video this morning. I had seen it uh, yesterday uh, as well. He said, "Brother, yeah. brother, how is this? How the brothers, <laughs> how do judges do this?" <laughs> I personally didn't have them all three. I had it two to one for no, Jan. I had, I had uh, the first one and the third for Jan. Yeah, same. Me as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, Sean O'Malley, I, I, I will say he certainly earned my respect in that fight. I, I, he gave Peter Jan about as much as he could handle. I'll tell him, I'll say that right now. Yeah. Like, uh, there were moments in that fight where I was looking at Peter Jan thinking, oh, you're about to go out really soon. He's yeah. about to make a meme out of you. But. <laughs> PJ, I know uh, you were pretty satisfied with the way the fight ended. Uh, you boldly predicted last <laughs> week. Stop laughing. <laughs> you boldly predicted last week that uh, Sugar Sean would get the win this weekend. So, uh, well, for those you- of you, if you, if any of you only put your money on Sean O'Malley, you're welcome. That's the only thing I can uh, you can you can thank me for. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Sean O'Malley. He's definitely in my top five fighters, uh, favorite fighters. That is. Um, yeah, you know, when the, when the, uh, you know, here, here's the thing. When I, when I watch fighters that I like watching, I completely throw my analysis <laughs> side out of me oh. and, you know, my fan, only my fandom comes out. So, you know, like in the moment, like, you know, you only think of ways that your fighters. Yeah. I only look at the positives <laughs> and like, you know, when the fight was over, like I, I thought I, I told my, I was watching with Tyler. I told Tyler, I'm like. He might he might have done like he yeah. might have done it he might have he might have pulled this off um did I was 
if I had to throw money on it, I would have definitely said, you know, Piotr, like Piotr did it. He definitely did enough to uh, win the fight. But uh, yeah, I was definitely hyped that it happened. Here's the thing, though. I mean, uh, Piotr took him down six times. I can only really recall maybe one of the takedowns where it led to like some action. where he actually, you know, got some good ground, like uh, some good ground and pound, and actually was like, you know, threatening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just I'm kind of happy in a way that the judges didn't reward a fighter for simply kind of just laying on top of somebody and not yeah. really, you know, doing really? anything significant or trying to move position into like a submission or, you know, ground and pound. Um, not that I'm taken away from the takedowns. They were all definitely, they were all definitely takedowns. Just, yeah. uh, I, I agree though. I see what you mean. I a feel lot. like there's a lot of fights where it's like, you know, not this one, but like in general, there are fights where, you know, a fighter just lays on somebody else for 15 minutes and, doesn't do much. Doesn't do anything at all, and they get it. They get it. They get a decision. So, yeah, I was I, happy to see the judges not reward him for that. Yeah, I I would agree. And uh, like like I was saying, uh, O'Malley gave uh, Yana a hell of a fight, and uh, I'm not sure what's actually next for him because I would have said, like, if he would have won very decisively, I would have said, oh, for sure they're going to give him uh, the winner of T.J. Sterling next. But uh, after this like controversial split decision, where a lot of people think he might not have won, uh, I'm not too sure that the UFC has their sights set on that. I mean, yeah. they very well could. I mean, Dana said that it's going to be the winner of this is going to fight for the title. But like you said, I mean, it definitely you know it wasn't convincing mm-hmm. um, I, that he won. I think what makes the most sense, I would say, do Cheeto versus yeah. Sean, yeah, 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 Sean yeah. too. That's a fair. That's definitely fair because you know Cheeto's Cheeto's on a nice little tear right mm-hmm. now. And they fought in the past. That ended in a controversial way. Uh, O'Malley, what, snapping his ankle yeah. or something like that? Yeah, he landed. He landed weirdly on his foot, and his foot. I think his foot just kind of gave out. Yeah. But uh, what do you think? Uh, t- title shot for uh, Sugar Sean next? Let's say yes or no. I hope not. <laughs> um, well, they wouldn't. You don't think they would even consider uh, Jan again to for a rematch? Nah, I wouldn't. I don't think. I mean, I, they very well could, but I won't. I wouldn't see them. Not going. against Sugar Sean. No, no, I don't. I don't think so. It's just the fact that he's also yeah, he's yeah. It's crazy that Piotr's lost three of his last four fights, doesn't, and like doesn't make any sense. He's just arguably he's <laughs> arguably. What did you just try to say? <laughs> what I think that's frustrating me more too is that Jan has been losing. Yeah, like he has man. a little losing streak. So yeah. I guess yeah, I probably wouldn't even. It's fresh. Yeah, like you were saying, he's like one of the best pound for pound fighters in the world, but somehow he's lost three of his last four. Yeah, I mean, I think he yeah pound for pound. I mean, he's in my opinion in this division, skill for skill, he's the best fighter in like, like all around. I think he's the best fighter in the division. Yeah. Yet he's lost three of his last four. Literally, so uh, it's crazy sports. Unfortunate for Peter Jan, uh, Piotr Jan, um. But, uh, yeah, he finds himself on the losing side. Sugar Sean gets the win. We'll see what's next for both men. Could go in a number of different ways in the most heavily stacked division back in the Back-to-back back split decisions for him, that is. Unfortunate. Uh, but, yeah, after that fight wrapped up and I had to, uh, you know, deal with uh, my uh, first loss on the main card, we went right into uh, Sterling versus Dillashaw. Now, I thought, Dillashaw, you can get me a victory back right here. But uh, he pops his arm out in the first round. Yeah. <laughs> After a bad, terrible first round for him, where he was defending off his back the entire time, and then gets finished in the second round, uh, essentially fighting with one arm the entire time. I, I find it quite impressive how he lasted as long as he did fighting with 
you know, basically literally like one arm. Literally, it was the most insane thing I've ever seen. His left arm is just dangling by his side. And, and he's, he's just throwing has, right, he's, he's throwing just, right hands. Yeah, it was, um, I was just like, Peter, you, I mean, I was just like, TJ, you could have told me at any time that you were dislocating your arm in camp. Yeah, if I would have known that, my pick probably would have been different. But you know what? I'm going to own up to my one of my many mistakes on this card, and I, once again, picked wrong. Yeah, definitely picked wrong on that one. Lissette, you uh, you had Aljo winning, though, didn't you? Uh, that I did. Uh, I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what did you see out of Aljo in that fight that you liked? Anything in particular? Freaking dominating Dillashaw. Dillashaw couldn't do much to his uh, shoulder. Um, honestly, I was surprised that one. I was surprised he made it out of round one. Yeah. But also, I was even when they popped his shoulder back in and whatnot. I was surprised that they let him keep his options. Let him keep fighting. Yeah. I thought they were gonna stop it, and I. I, I said right before the ref stopped it, I told my dad, I was like, oh, no, the ref is, like, really looking at his yeah. arm. Like, he wants to call it. And, I mean, eventually he did. But, mm-hmm. yeah, there was just no way he was going to make it through that fight. No, so. there, was, there was no way he was going to find a path to victory. I agree. And uh, he did apologize in his post-fight speech to the rest of the division for uh, essentially holding up the line because he said that in yeah, training – I mean – at the same hand, you have to understand it, though, because, you know, you need to make money. He hadn't fought in over a year and a half because of an ankle in, or a, a knee injury. So, you know, fighters need to get paid no matter what. So if you can yeah. rough it through a training camp, despite, as he said, dislocating his shoulder something around 20 times, to- tells the ref in the back <laughs> before the fight that uh, that it's probably going to pop out again. And it did exactly. What? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> This is harder because I can't look like I'm not seeing your guys' face, you know? Oh, touche. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if this works over FaceTime, but I would prefer not to look at you right now, um, especially after yeah. especially after yeah. we uh, move past Sterling and Dillashaw and uh, move on to our main <laughs> event where Charos donated his belt to uh, <laughs> Russian lightweight. Islam Mahachev. All right, let's just let. Um, I mean, yeah, let's I'm set. ready to talk about it because I, 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 I've come yeah. to peace with it. But let's just let Lissette. What do you What do you have to say? Let, let's just hear it. I mean, you know, I messaged you guys both last night to listen to that last five minutes of your last pod. Both you guys kind of gave me crap back. Well, I don't. I don't. Really, um, I don't really see the necessity of having listened to it. Yeah, I know what I said. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a, I had to listen to it again because so I was like, I know they they kind of, you know, they said something about me and this this pick that I was going with. And guys aren't the only ones that got a lot of backlash for going for Islam. Um, but I guess, you know, you, all those people are kind of quiet now. Mm, yeah. <laughs> nice. So you must feel real good about yourself, huh? No, I well I do, but I will say um, it was just a you know another good fight. I think Islam stayed very very disciplined mm-hmm. and very patient in the second round. Um, and uh, Charles, I was just I don't know. It was so weird seeing him. I guess losing. Yeah. Um, I was surprised again with him in the second that he wasn't gonna try and you know throw attack more and throw more uh and strike mm-hmm. um but i think he was 
after that first round, he was just kind of everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. his plan wasn't going as planned, and he was just kind of lost. I would agree with a lot of what you just said. I think yeah. um, he, once he found himself on that position on the bottom, like, yeah, as, as much as you can throw up submissions from your back and throw elbows, no matter what, if a guy's on top of you and he's throwing strikes down on you, you're probably losing that round and you're probably losing that fight. And um, I think in that second round, you saw, like you were saying, a lot more hesitancy from him to, to throw strikes. And I think it's because he, he didn't want to end up back on the ground at all, honestly. I think he would prefer to keep it standing on the feet. And uh, Islam was able to remain, like you said, very patient. And I think the, the thing that surprised me most out of this fight, and uh, I know... Um, Islam's coaches speak a lot as to how all around all around a mixed martial artist he is, saying his striking is nearly as good as his wrestling, which was completely uh, difficult to believe, I would think. But uh, he showed in that fight that um, his striking his striking is very much there, um, in terms of the patience, knowing when to throw punches, and uh, yeah, that knockdown he scored in the second round. I mean, that was about as perfect as it gets. Waits for Charles to throw a, a knee. A flying knee that essentially landed nowhere near Islam, and he just had an easy right hand that dropped him to the ground. Islam hops into into mount and uh, arm triangle, and that was the end of the night. So uh, yeah, difficult yeah. to watch. But uh, PJ, any, any of your thoughts on Islam or Charles's performance? Yeah, I mean, you guys kind of you guys kind of covered it all. It was just like you said, it was a little weird. I feel like Charles was just you know he was a little caught off guard when. Uh, he got knocked down, and Islam was right there, you know, mm-hmm. jumped right on him. Like, you know, when uh, when, when Gaethje did it, when Poirier did it, uh, um, you yeah. know, they didn't follow up because they knew that they were putting themselves in major danger um, with Charles on his back. And I think Charles was a little—I think he knew it was going to happen. I just think he was—it's still, like, when it actually happened, he was caught off guard. Yeah. Islam also, he's just— just unbelievably strong um, as mm-hmm. well, you know. Like it just—you could just tell he's got—he had the strength advantage. Um, yeah, and I think Charles, like we said, he was—he was a little scared to throw because I feel like he didn't want to, and he just knew that Islam is easily stronger than him, and he wasn't trying to, you know, fight off his back for five minutes. And uh, yeah. it was like, yeah, it was weird to see Charles because, like. Like we say, he's a high value. He's high volume on offense. Yeah. You know, he's willing to get knocked down. He's willing to get hit. He's willing to take a punch to throw a punch. Um, mm-hmm. But he did not want to get knocked down in this. No, fight. I don't think he did. <laughs> and you know, maybe with, I mean, if this if this fight ever happens again, I, I don't see I, I don't see Charles winning personally. I, I, he can make some adjustments. Maybe ah! you know, maybe be a little more maybe be a little more patient. But um, yeah, I mean, I actually as much as I dislike. Islam, I have major, major respect for him now. He, I think, he impressed me more than I was expecting to be impressed. I think, um, I think he might just become the best lightweight of all time if he can just keep this streak going. And with Khabib yeah. in his corner, legacy, with legacy skills, wise, yes, he has the chance. I think too. I still think, has, I, I still think Khabib would beat him if they fought each other. But who's we'll say? see. I mean, I can't, I can't say that for sure yet, considering Islam still has probably a lot of fighting left mm-hmm. to do in his career. Uh, but yeah, uh, what's likely, uh, following up the victory, uh, he called out uh, the pound-for-pound king right now, Alexander Volkanovsky, who was awaiting in the crowd. Uh, Lissette, how do you think that fight would go down? Uh, there, it's likely that's going to go down at UFC 284 in Perth, Australia. Uh, I, know uh-huh. I know you've watched Volkanovsky fight a number of times, so how do you think the, the two would, that the two would, uh, would tango? Um... I think it would obviously be a good fight, but I'm 
sticking to my dude Islam. Mm. Uh, I can. I didn't know Alexander has his own YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot, so a lot of fighters do actually. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. That all started coming on my YouTube, but I saw his reaction to the whole for UFC 280 and his reaction to Islam calling him out. Oh. Um, which he's all for it. He's like, oh yeah, like he doesn't. I mean, I like him because he seems like he'll mm-hmm. just fight anyone. He does not care what weight class, whatever. Like he's mm-hmm. just ready. Yeah, I... Um, for that I'm really excited to see that but i'm sticking with my guy islam on that warranted warranted for sure and uh i would also agree i think islam's a terrible stylistic matchup for volk honestly uh i just don't see how he could uh really get any offense going against him i think it'll probably be likely that islam is uh diving at the legs ground and pound and who's to say though uh, probably not smart to underestimate the number one pound for pound fighter in no, the world. Yeah, you can't you can't count him out. But I, uh, I also, I mean, I don't think there's ever going to be a fight for the rest of Islam's career where I take the other fighter. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think the thing about Volkanovski is though, I, I think he's I think he's going to be one of the stronger fighters that Islam's ever fought. Though, you know, Volk, you know, he's a little guy, mm-hmm. but like he used to when he used because he used to play rugby before he fought, and yeah. he used to weigh like over two hundred oh. pounds. Yeah. So he's. He's got some strength, so I mean, while I don't know if it matters because Islam is also just absurdly strong, I think it would be interesting. I, I don't, like you said, I'm trying to think of how Volk would attack yeah. Islam. Um, I mean, he's used to fighting taller guys, but taller and, like, significantly stronger. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That presents I don't know. I, I got to see them. I'm going to have to see him fight before I say he's that much stronger than him. That's true. That's true. But... Yeah, I think Mach would end up getting this. I think he'd end up getting it done within within three, yeah. within three rounds. We shall see, though. That uh, that fight will but, take place yeah. in what February? I forgot what they said. Some some sometime next year, though. Yeah, sometime <clears throat> next year. But uh, Lissette, uh we appreciate you coming on. Do you have any uh, final words for the audience uh, before we move on? Because I want to get. Oh your, I yes, want, I do. Oh jeez. <laughs> What do you have to say? Uh, <laughs> no, I just, you know, wanted to thank you and CJ for letting me, well, the guest on this pod. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to thank you guys um, even more for, one, respecting my opinion when it comes to fights, not like boxing and UFC, uh, sports in general, but I think this, uh, boxing UFC is something that not many people listen to what I have to say sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys have always respected me uh, when it comes to that. And shout out Pops because he does too. <laughs> shout out Pops. But, uh, shout out Pops. Shout out Pops. But yeah, so thank you guys for always including me. Right, no problem, and uh, of course. you know I, we know you do the busy work. We know you go out of your way to watch the interviews, watch the fights, and watch all the highlights you can. So uh, we respect you for that for sure, and uh, we respect your opinion always. And uh, uh, if there's a time that you can tell us, uh, I told you so. Now is it? So this uh, is your this is your moment <laughs> right here. Uh, that was another thing I was waiting for. Um, I told both of you guys so I said a million times. Don't believe me, but I'm glad you guys uh, 
Yeah, we own up. I own up to my mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good for you, Lissette. Good weekend for you. Bad weekend for us. But uh, just so you know, this won't be the last time that we come to blows on picks. So uh, look out next oh, time. No, always, no. always be ready. <laughs> yeah. Always be ready. Right. Thank be, you. Thank you for coming on, Lissette. Yeah, thank you for being our first guest, and uh, thank you for coming on. No problem. I'll catch you guys on the flip. All right. All see right. you at the top. See ya. See you at the top. My sister, ladies and gentlemen, Lissette Garcia. First uh, ever, ever guest yeah. on, our, on the Split Decision podcast. Uh, I would have liked for it to be in a little bit of a better uh, situation for us, but uh, she got to tell us I, I told you so, which I'm sure that happens. That had to have been the highlight of her day because she doesn't do much. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, we will move on past UFC 280. We will wait, pretend. Wait, we gotta talk about. We also gotta what uh, we didn't even do with the set, but what uh, fight the fights to make oh, post UFC. Touche, PJ. Yeah. Thanks for catching me. I on like that. just thought about that. So yeah. All I right. Mean, where do we want to go? We can start with Bilal, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Is there a fight that you uh, see on the horizon for him? You know, uh, he mentioned quite a few people. Mm -hmm. um, mentioned Hamza. Mentioned Colby. Mentioned. Did he mention Leon? He mentioned Leon as well for a shot at the time. I think those are the only three he could go with, honestly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he definitely deserves a top five opponent. He just took a fight he really didn't even need to yeah, take. Yeah, literally. And he did it in dominant fashion against somebody who was undefeated. Mm -hmm. um, and especially off of that type of performance he put on, very good performance. Yeah, it, yeah. the I, thing is, Dana, you know, kind of said with the Usman and Edwards uh, fight announcement. That's pretty much a lock, yeah. That he wants... To also have a big co-main event like Colby versus Hamzat, which I would like to see. Mm -hmm. But I'm honestly not opposed after watching That's that to saying Bilal versus Hamzat or Bilal versus Colby, you know. Versus Absol Absolutely. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised. If, I, I would say it's more likely I think we get Bilal versus Hamzat. And uh, honestly, if you would have asked me this fight, asked me about this fight literally like 72 hours ago, I would have been like, mm, I don't want to watch that yeah. fight. I already know how it's going to happen. But now, I am more inclined to say that that will be a great scrap between the two. I agree. And I would uh, very much look forward to it. As for Sean Brady, his first loss of his career, to get finished like that in a fashion where you really looked like you were out of the fight for quite a bit, yeah. uh, I don't know. It's going to be difficult to say anything. What He's ranked number eight. He lost to what? Number five? Yeah. So I would imagine his opponent's what? Somewhere between six and 12, probably in his next yeah, fight. I mean, you know, there's Vincent, Vincente Luque. I don't think he had this. I don't think he has a fight announced. I think that would make sense. <clears> both <throat> coming off a loss, huh? Shavkat's also. Does he not? You know, he's, he's, uh, who's hands, he fighting? Hands of Steel Neal. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, so he's got Neal. Masvidal's apparently going to fight Burns. I don't. That doesn't really make any sense mm. to me. I don't Michael know. Casey. Yeah, I don't know what's going to be next for Sean Brady. I think uh, Vicente Luque would be. That would make sense. sense. Eight versus nine, both yeah. coming off a knockout loss. So, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we played matchmaker right there and both yeah. those fights come to fruition. Yeah. Now, here's an interesting one. What do you do with Benil Dariush? I think, and I think you might have been the first one to mention this to me. I think it would be a good idea to get Charles in there versus Benil yeah. Dariush. Um, Benil coming off the, what, I would say the, you think Tony Ferguson's a bigger win or do you think Gamrot's a bigger win at this point in their careers? I mean, I think at the time, I think Tony was the bigger win, but looking at it in retrospect now, seeing how, you know, Tony is obviously isn't the old Tony. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say this this win versus Gamrat <clears throat> this win versus Gamrat was big, uh, mm -hmm. bigger just because of the fact that you know Gamrat was coming off a 
win, a couple good wins, you know, off of Saruki and who everybody thought was going to mm-hmm. be another big title contender. And a and much younger fighter in the fight as well. Yeah, so. yeah, much younger. But, uh, yeah, Benil caught me off guard with his performance, I must say. I yeah. apologize to Benil for sleeping on him. Yes. But, yeah, I also think that Benil versus Charles makes sense. Uh, Benil, argue, like, he arguably could uh, – could have gotten this title fight, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think he, I think if I think him and Charles make sense. Charles coming off a loss, um, already got Poirier and Chandler matched up, and I don't think Gaethje's fighting anytime soon. I mean, he might, but they don't have a fight announced for yeah. Gaethje yet. Um, yeah, I would also say Darius versus Charles, and then the winner of that either gets a title shot again, or they wait till after Poirier and uh, Chandler fight as well. I, I would agree. I would. I would. I would think though that if Dariush beats Charles, oh, if Dariush to... wins, then yes. But I'm saying if Charles were to win, if I don't know if Charles gets a shot again or if yeah. he has to fight somebody else, or what. But yeah, yeah. no, Dariush. Dariush wins his next fight, no matter who it is. He's fighting for the title. Yes, he need fight for title. If he's not fighting for the title, if that's not his next fight, you never know. Yeah. Maybe it will be his next one. As for Gamrot, hey, he loses a unanimous decision victory to Benil Dariush. I don't think. It, that should go against you too much. I would imagine that he'll still be still, he will still be ranked within the top ten um, in the future. So you know you can go anywhere in the lightweight division. It's always going to be a hard fight. So something like a maybe a Rafael Fiziev who's looking for I was an opponent. Fiziev would be a solid match. Mm-hmm. Also, it might be a little too soon for him, but I think him versus Jalen Turner could also be a decent fight. Jalen Turner I like is that. on the come up. I I love Jalen Turner I know a you lot. Do. The tarantula. Correct? I don't know if yes. I don't know if I would like. I, I don't know if he'd win that fight, but I think it would be a good fight for both because mm-hmm. Jalen Turner is now looking for a big opponent. Yeah, since he's just entered the rankings. Yeah, he's a difficult matchup for anyone. What standing six two? <sighs> he's tall, lightweight. He <laughs> might be six three. Honestly, yeah, let Jesus me see real Christ. quick. I have it right here. He is six three. He is six three. Six foot three. So yeah, that would be interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can go with this. I think any, like we said, any fight in the lightweight division between two ranked fighters is going to be. Hell of a scrap. A great fight. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, this one, I think, is the most difficult to play matchmaker for, Jan versus O'Malley, just because of the way that the fight ended and because of how stacked the division is. <sighs> I think Peter Piotr Jan, he's in a very difficult spot now because, as we were saying earlier, he's lost three of his last four somehow, despite, in many people's eyes, being the best fighter in the division. It's just an extremely yeah. unique situation. You don't see it often. I think maybe uh, you could do the Corey Sanhagen rematch. That would make sense. That. I also think you could give him Marab. I think you can give mm. him Marab as well. I, I think, think that would be my number one. Who I'd want to see him fight next is Marab. Mm-hmm. Especially uh, they had the little. They had some uh, back and forth over yeah. this past week, and uh, yeah, I think that fight would make a lot of sense. Um, and if Sean O'Malley gets the next title shot, then I think Peter Jan versus versus Cheeto Vera also would would mm-hmm. would, would make sense. As for Sean, I think Sean. As a fan, I would like to see him get the title shot, but as a realist, I would say Cheeto Vera for, for him is, is, is fair, considering he lost to him, although and that was also mm. a controversial uh, res- result. I would say, yeah, Sean probably deserves to fight Cheeto. He might get the title shot next, but yeah, that's mine. You have anybody else in mind, really? No, I think you hit the nail right on the head with that one. Jan, either Marab or, um, who did I say? Versus who? Jan versus or, or Jan versus Marab or you know you could get o- O'Malley also versus Sanhagen. That would just be interesting because they're those are the tallest yeah. two dudes in the entire division. But yeah, yeah, 
But uh, we'll, we'll see. That we'll one's see. up in the air. We'll see that what Uncle very, Dana's got. Very much in the air. Sleeve. As for Islam and Charles, it seemed like Islam uh, has his next opponent already figured out. That'll likely be Alexander Volkanovsky at UFC 284 yeah. in Perth. Charles, I think Benil would be the best option for him. And as we were if saying not, that. I think Charles could also wait and fight, potentially fight the winner of Poirier and Chandler, considering mm-hmm. Chandler and Poirier both lost to Dubronx. Mm-hmm. Um, it would make sense that they, you know, they got to beat they got to beat Charles before they can fight for the mm-hmm. title. Considering we saw what Islam did to Charles, yeah, and considering what we saw Charles do to 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 them, yeah, it might be fair, yeah, yeah. And honestly, I don't want to see Char- I want I don't want to see Poirier or Gaethje or Chandler. I don't want to see them in the title picture again. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I I think they're you know as little- much as I. I like all of them. They're all yeah, exciting. I have but a I lot just... of respect for all of them. Dustin, I would, I wouldn't, you know, if Dustin fights for a title again, I, I wouldn't be opposed. Like I, I mean, we've said, in he's terms of all, all aroundness, mm-hmm. he's, he's a very, very good fighter. So, but yeah, Ga- I don't know, I don't know about Gaethje. Chandler, maybe Chandler's exciting to he watch. Exciting. I just want to watch Chandler fight. To be honest, I don't care if it's title or not title. He's fun to watch. Yeah, I'll always tune in. And, and needless yeah. to say, I'll always tune what about in no next, matter what. Yeah. How about also what's next for, uh, for Dillashaw if he's not. Mm. What do we think he's doing? I completely skipped over Pillashaw, yeah. didn't I? <laughs> um, Dillashaw, you dislocated your shoulder 20 times, and you're, what, 35 yeah, I was years gonna old? Say, uh, to, you could, he could call it quits. Do I see him doing that? Probably not. Probably not. Too much of a competitor that no, guy he's, is. He's got a lot of heart. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, you could do... And 135, much like 155, you can do any fight in that division, and it'll be a banger of a fight. So... Cheeto, Sanhagen, Song Yadong, even all fighters, I think, are very much on the ta- uh, table for TJ yeah. Dillashaw. Maybe, even uh, maybe, Sean O'Malley. Maybe Munoz. Ooh. Munoz coming off the, you know, he didn't really lose. He didn't lose to Sean. Yeah, he didn't beat him either, though. So I mean, maybe that one makes sense. But yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. As for Aljo, yeah, I mean Aljo. He'll take on all comers. No I matter. think Aljo at this point in his career, I feel a little bad for him because. His never, last two fights, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't really have a convincing victory yet mm-hmm. for the fans, at least. That, you like, know, cements him as the champion. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I, I think he's rightfully the champion. Yeah, I think yeah. he, I think right now, I think he probably, he, he probably is the best fighter. Mm-hmm. Maybe, bes- I mean, he beat, he beat Jan. Well, he didn't beat him the first time. Mm-hmm. He did, but he didn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, yeah. I have a I have a lot of respect for Aljo now, but I feel bad for him because I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are still giving him a lot of stuff because mm-hmm. you know. Split decision versus Jan that, you know, he might. Some people. You could argue he lost. Any split decision obviously means it, it could have gone either way. Mm-hmm. The first time he, you know, quote-unquote beat Jan was disqualification after he was getting absolutely mauled. And then, yeah, then he gets a he gets a guy who pops his shoulder in 30 seconds. So, yeah. so uh, yeah, Sterling will be looking for an opponent who's yeah. uh, ready to come and scrap and, you know. Aljo's probably ready to go pretty soon, too. Yeah. I mean, he didn't take any damage in that fight, so. I, I would concur, but I, I don't know if there's a contender out there yeah. at the moment who's ready for yeah, him, so I he agree. might have to wait for a little bit. Well, we shall see. But, yeah, that is, we will yeah. we will uh, take off our matchmaking caps for UFC 280, and we will move on to future events, and we will forever put UFC 280 behind us. It did not happen. None of those fights occurred. It's all fiction. But, PJ, going into this weekend, we have UFC Vegas 63. Calvin Cater taking on Arnold Allen in a featherweight bout. Seemingly could be a number one contender's match. Could not be. We shall see. Um, But do you have any thoughts 
and or opinions on what's going to be taking place this weekend. Yeah, I'm a I love Calvin Cater a lot. I think he's really I think he's really really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, coming off the split decision, you know, tough split decision, not a split decision. Um, lost to Josh Emmett, mm-hmm. which many people argue that Cater won that fight. Um, yeah, I mean, Cater is definitely one of the better boxers in this. Uh, in the in the in the featherweight division and Arnold Allen obviously coming off a you know I wouldn't say it's a big win versus Dan Hooker but he beat Dan Hooker pretty uh pretty easily uh Allen's on a pretty big win streak here I don't yeah. know exactly what it's at it's just at about 10 maybe a little over 10 but yeah if I had to predict you know I'm gonna put my fandom aside I, I think Arnold Allen's gonna get it done mm-hmm. I will be rooting for Calvin Cater but uh, Calvin Cater is actually the favorite in this fight, mm-hmm. but it's 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 very very close. Yeah, I'm actually uh, I would I would I would agree with you on there. I'm gonna go Arnold Almighty Allen as well. I'm actually a pretty big pretty big fan of him. I've watched a few of his interviews on the Ariel Hawani <laughs> show, and uh, he he's a fighter who is un- who's unfortunately been touted with injuries throughout his career. Uh, you know, his last fight took place seven months ago, and the fight before that was a year, coming off a year-long layoff, a year-long layoff before that, and another year, year-long year layoff before that. So he's a fighter who does pick up injuries quite well, but when he does get the chance to perform, he uh, typically uh, wins. He's in, one of the best, for yeah, sure. Yeah, he's one of the best in the division, for sure. Uh, Calvin Cater, as you were mentioning, coming off a controversial loss to Josh Emmett, a fight that a lot of people scored in Cater's favor. But before that, nine months and one week ago, we saw uh, Calvin Cater, who completely dismantled Giga Chikadze, who many were, uh, had on a, had thought was going to be on a hot streak right toward, towards the title. But uh, age is very much on Arnold Allen's side at the uh, ripe age of 28. Yeah. Calvin Cater looking at uh, the opposite side of his career. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that fight, though. That's going to be a good fight. I concur. and uh, yeah. But we both will go with Arnold Allen. But uh, obviously, coming off of this weekend, take our predictions lightly. Let us build up some confidence again, yeah, please. Before <laughs> and uh, yeah, we shall see. Anything uh, on the undercard you want to mention on that fight? It's, um, I'm not gonna lie; it's a little bit of a yeah. I'm not really yeah. Not really hundred. Yeah, I haven't really right. taken a deep look into the oh Chase Hooper. Chase Hooper, I was gonna mention. <laughs> he yeah. fights. So, he I mean, fights. I'll be rooting for him. But yeah, I mean, no, Besides not really. That. Nothing really too significant. A little bit more of a fun matchup going on this weekend. We have. Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva in a boxing match. PJ, how do you see that going? I want to say Jake Paul's about a minus one twenty-five. I think it's but pretty much yeah. even even money. It's for really the team. hard to go against Silva, you know, considering you know he's arguably the best striker in uh you know one of the best strikers in all of combat sports. Mm-hmm. He is uh you know. Obviously, are you well? In my opinion, I mean, he's the best middleweight in UFC history. So I mean, you know, he's a very, very, very talented fighter. However, how old is he? Forty-five. Right at about the range of fighters that Jake Paul likes to fight. Yes, so, absolutely. <laughs> older, point. forty-seven. Forty-seven. <clears throat> Even better. Jesus. So yeah, right, right around where Jake Paul likes to fight people at. <laughs> so I see. I, I don't. I don't know if I see Jake Paul knocking him. I do, and I don't. I don't know if I want to make a call on that. Anderson Silva has a hell of a chin. He does, but uh, Anderson Silva likes to taunt a little bit. He does. He could get caught. And Jake Paul is very powerful. I will say it's not. I mean, he's a big boy. He is. A, yeah, it's a big boy. I. Uh, I don't even want to make a prediction Neither yet because no matter. I, I don't want to jinx. Well, 
I don't I don't care about Jake's Jake Paul, but like I don't want to pick Silva and then you know he's Gets flat flatlined in one round one. But uh, if I had to put, if they forced me to make a decision, I'm gonna go with Jake Paul. Hmm. I would be rooting for Anderson Silva though, uh, just because of age. The only reason I'm doing it is because of age. I can, uh, and I would actually agree with you on that. My uh, my heart is telling me Anderson. My brain is telling me Jake, just because you know there's a 22 year age gap between the two, and Jake Paul is a large human being. Yeah. Uh, but I would not be surprised if Anderson Silva shows off some of those polished boxing yeah. skills. Um, I will be very very happy if he does win. I mm. hope he does. Just yeah. And also, I've learned, sorry, I've learned when I make decisions not to listen to my heart. You have to listen to your head. I concur. So uh, we shall see what goes on in that likely fixed boxing match. <laughs> uh, anything on the undercard you want to take a look at? I know there's like, isn't, I think this Mikhail Varshavsky, isn't he like a famous doctor on YouTube, Who, Dr. Yeah, Mike? I haven't even like paid attention. I mean, I I've, been, I've been so excited for UFC 280 that I haven't even really yeah, paid literally. attention to this. Uh, I got to. Yeah, who fights on this? On Le'Veon Bell's also taking yeah, on that's Uriah right. Hall. That's right. So, uh, <laughs> former former NFL running back Le- Le'Veon Bell is going up against one of the one of the most lethal strikers UFC. I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uriah Hall, but uh, Uriah Hall, who's uh, also uh, very aged. Yeah, um, I I think Uriah Hall's gonna flatline him. You think so? Badly. He's I minus five hundred. I think it's gonna be badly. Le'Veon badly Be- flatlined. Yeah. Him. Only only win in uh, Le'Veon Bell's career came against. Um, another former NFL running back, Adrian Peterson. So I, I, I think I'll take the mixed martial artist on this one. I'm yeah. a little more inclined to say. Uh, but yeah, Dr. Mike takes on Chris Avila, who I think is a Chris Avila is a teammate of Nate Diaz. Who really cares? People are going to be tuning in, which I don't even know if people are going to be tuning in really, because like, does anyone really care about what Jake Paul does? Maybe. But uh, there are some out there. There are some out there who certainly do. Yeah. All you 14 year olds. Um, <laughs> but yeah. We shall see what happens between Jake Paul and Anderson Silva this upcoming Saturday. Uh, briefly, because this is all it deserves, it deserves brief um, conversation. Vasily Lomachenko takes on Jermaine Ortiz this weekend. Vasily Lomachenko minus 1,500. Jermaine Ortiz plus 750. PJ, who do you think's going to win? You know, I'm going to go out on a wild one here. I think Lomachenko is <laughs> going to get it done at minus, minus 1,500 favorite. I would... uh. Concur. And, uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. Lomachenko, yeah. if you win, I hope you fight Devin Haney, but it's boxing. Fighters never want to fight each other, so we shall see. Uh, but moving on to more news, PJ, we have some fight announcements, don't we? Some you good, wanna... Yeah, there's some pretty good fight announcements over this past week. So we got, I mean, obviously, as we said, Volkanovski's going to probably fight Islam at 284. Mm-hmm. We've already talked about that. Also, we have Lauren Murphy versus uh, Jessica Andrade going to go down at UFC 283. We were just talking about both these fighters, actually. Yeah. And I think we, I don't want to say we called it, but I think we were talking about yeah. this potentially being a fight. Um, I think Jessica Andrade is going to maul Lauren Murphy. I also hope she mauls Lauren Murphy. <laughs> Sorry, no like disrespect to Lauren Murphy. I just well, I, Why do you hope she mauls Lauren Murphy? Lauren just Murphy, because she's difficult to look at or what? No, she's just <laughs> difficult to watch fight. Yeah, she is. She is boring. She's, in my opinion, just... I've never been like, wow, I'm impressed by Lauren Murphy. Like, you know, I've never been like excited about her. So, yeah. And I think Jessica Andrade hits absurdly hard. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any... You, you disagree with that at all or do you... 
Do you would, see? Do you see? Do you see Murphy making it to the hey, final bell? Hey, Lauren Murphy surprised me with that win versus Misha Tate. I will say Misha Tate was coming off a layoff, and it was a different. They division. both look pretty sluggish and slow. If I'm being honest with you, it was one of the slowest fights I've ever watched in my life. Jessica Andrade, she hits you. You usually go down. So, mm-hmm. I will agree with PJ on this one. Uh, any other fight announcements? Also, yeah, big fight in the middleweight division. We got Rob Whitaker versus uh, Paulo Costa. And uh, <clears throat> looks like it's going to be at UFC 284. You know, originally they said that they were looking to um, headline, that, that, that this was going to headline in, in Perth, but now they also are trying to get Volkanovski on there. So, you know, obviously mm-hmm. that's going to that's gonna headline. But that'd be a phenomenal co-main event. I am very, I'd be very excited for that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I, I don't know if I see Rob Whitaker losing to anybody besides Adesanya in this division. So I would like to say Whitaker. I mean... Am I going to root against? I don't know who I'm going to root for. I, I mean, Paulo, obviously everybody knows Paulo Costa <laughs> is one of the funniest guys ever. Probably the funniest guy in the UFC. Right now. So sure. if he wins, I'd be very excited for him because that probably gives him another title shot. But I probably would go with Rob Whitaker. Mm, pick. I, would, <clears throat> I would think Rob Whitaker's. Uh, I would go with Rob Whitaker as well. He is the, uh, the safer option for sure. Not to say Paulo Costa will not come out slugging and present a hell yeah. of a challenge. He presents a hell of a challenge for anyone. But uh, as I have talked about many times before on this podcast, I'm very high on um, Robert Whitaker, one of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the world in my I eyes. Agree. And without Israel Adesanya, he'd likely be the reigning defending champion of the middleweight division. So we shall see how that yeah. fight goes down. And you think uh, if Whitaker gets the victory this weekend, yeah. Adesanya gets the victory against Pereira, we see the two... Uh, yeah, I think, it, I think it's only fair... Um, just because Whitaker, I mean, he arguably won the last fight against Adesanya. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that was people. A lot of people think he won that fight. Yeah. He lost, I mean, 48-47. Yeah. So, I mean, he took two He lost by a round off of Adesanya. And I think, you know, he just made easy work of uh, Vittori, mm-hmm. which I didn't see that coming, but he did. Yeah. I mean, if he beats Costa, you know, all other guy, I mean, maybe he fights like. Maybe, what, maybe they give him. Cannoneer? I was gonna say, maybe they give him Cannoneer again. I mean. Maybe they give him Pereira if Pereira loses. I really hope Pereira wins. Just to, we got to shake up this middleweight yeah. division. It's been stagnant for so long. I like long. Adesanya, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm kind of ready to see someone new. Yeah, exactly. And I'm tired of seeing him face champ. the same guys. So we shall see what happens in that middleweight. I am division. scared to make a prediction about that fight because I don't know if I see Izzy losing. But I, you know, I'd like. I, I'm yeah. not gonna say I would like to see him lose because I like him. Yeah. I'm just like, like we said. I'm ready to see someone new. I'm ready to see like, you know. I concur. And uh, I think with Paulo Costa getting locked up versus Robert Whitaker came as a surprise because uh, a lot of people thought his next matchup might have been one Hamzat Chemaev. But as Dana White was discussing this past weekend, they're looking to uh, make book Chemaev versus Kobe Covington on the co-main yeah. event of, what is that, UFC 285? I was say, yeah, they announced that Edwards, they're trying to do Edwards Usman, uh, UFC 285 at Wembley Stadium, that is. Which I think would be, I I cannot imagine yeah. the crowd, and I cannot imagine yeah. the crowd there. And then yeah, Dana mentioned he wants a big co-main event, which they're looking at Colby versus Chimaev, but they could also, like we mentioned earlier, could be Bilal versus Chimaev, mm-hmm. Bilal versus Colby. I mean, one of those, like two of those three fighters fighting, hopefully, mm-hmm. on that uh, co-main. Um, if it's Chimaev versus Colby. Um, I obviously will be rooting for Colby Covington, but I, I think Chemayev will probably he'll probably win that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're gonna you're gonna agree. Obviously, you like Chemayev, so we'll be button heads on that one. I'll be 
I'm gonna talk trash to you until all the way till the fight happens. But if when, when and if Chmaev wins, I'm not gonna say anything. Like well, I'm surprised. No, that's no, that's not okay, PJ. You can't talk trash to someone. No, I would expect you to talk it back. Like I'm not saying you're not gonna. I'm gonna throw it right back in your face, because really, we I've, need we need fight for title. I 100 <laughs> percent respect, and I will be waiting for you to talk trash. Um, I'm just saying, I uh, I'm ride or die with all my fighters. But yeah, yeah I, if I had to make a prediction, I think Chmaev would win. However, I'll be rooting for chaos. But who's to say maybe Bilal steps in if he does? I was gonna it, say if it's Bilal versus Chemaev, what do you what do we think about that? Um, well, obviously Bilal's also a very good wrestler in his own right, and he will have Khabib in his corner likely again. And he dangerous looked scary versus Sean Brady. I will say. Who would you rather him fight, Colby or Bilal? That's an interesting question. I wow, honestly, I am so shocked. I'm gonna say this. I think I would rather have him fight Kobe. Uh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I know. That, especially because Bilal is also just a bigger man. Like, he's a big dude. I agree. I agree. <laughs> that is crazy. That I'm, I'm not going to lie. And it's not just me trying to be on the opposite side of you, but I would just laugh if Bilal Muhammad fought for a title. I would not even lie. I can completely see a situation like well, I would low-key love to see Bilal Muhammad be the champion <laughs> yeah. of the UFC now. I'm not going to lie. I think that would just be hilarious. Bro, now that you say that, I'm I, all in on that. Can you imagine, like, Twitter? Can you imagine social media? I think it shut down if Bilal Muhammad was champion of the welterweight division. So uh, That's actually so... Bro, you guys don't understand. When Bilal knocked him out this weekend, I literally, me and Peach are just sending laughing emojis. I sent a thousand <laughs> laughing emojis to you. I just could not help it. I was crying laughing. I'm really crying right now just thinking about Bilal. We he's respect a, you, Bilal. It's not, we're not making fun of you. No, you're just you're so goofy, dude. Like, yeah, how are you such a good cage fighter, but you're just... No, I can't take <laughs> you seriously. <laughs> yeah, he's from Chicago, so oh, yeah. Oh, God. Bilal, um, remember the name. If there's one thing that comes out of this weekend, it's... I'm Remember gonna... the name. Law <laughs> Muhammad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited for whatever they do with that. UFC 285, that yeah. will be. Um, yeah. Lastly, they announced uh, Patty the Batty versus Jared Gordon at UFC 282, which is coming up in about less than two months now, at December 10th in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, Patty actually looked really, really good in his last fight versus... Mm. Uh, what's Jordan Levitt. Jordan Levitt. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% going to take Patty in this fight. Um, I think Patty's, you know, I don't know how quickly he's trying to rush himself into some mm-hmm. ranked opponents, but because obviously lightweight's a dangerous division. Um, but they're building him up for sure. I think he's one or two more fights away after this one from fighting a ranked mm-hmm. opponent. I say he probably gets it done this December. They rebook him for London and UFC 285. Yeah, they got Patty has to be on that. They'll probably give him one more favorable matchup because they're not going to want him losing in nah. front of his home home yeah, crowd. That's why, that's why I was saying one or two more because yeah. he's got he has to win in. Yeah. It's going to be a bad look for the UFC and Dana. Dana's going to be mad if nah. he loses in London. So yeah, I, I think. And the next year, we're looking at a, a Patty the Batty versus a ranked opponent, I would say. I hope. If, uh, granted, he gets two wins in his next two fights. Um, but, yeah, with that all being said, with UFC 280 being recapped, with UFC, our predictions done for the upcoming bouts this weekend, and uh, all the fight announcements covered, that about wraps it up for Episode 5 of the Split Decision Pod, an iconic episode, one where we featured our first guest, yeah. Seth Garcia. One where we expressed how distraught we were this weekend. And uh, PJ, do you have any uh, final thoughts as we exit today's episode? 
Uh, you kind of you kind of said everything. You know, like like you said, this is a a one of a kind episode. Um, first of you know, hopefully hopefully we get some other guests on here. Maybe we we'll get Lisette back. Maybe we we'll get yeah. some other guests. I mean, we've I've, um, I've had quite a few people hit me up, want to be guests. Yeah, I also have as well. So, um, but, but we don't give out clout for free. Yeah, nah, it doesn't. It's yeah. not. No, there, there's <laughs> comes at a cost. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, shout out to Lisette. Um, thank you once again for coming on the podcast. We appreciate mm-hmm. it. We uh, we both love you. Obviously, you know that. Um, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, but <laughs> yeah, everybody. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate you all very much. Um, love the support. And uh, yeah, anything else from you? Nope. Thank you, Andrew Briggs. Thank you, IUS TV. And we will see you guys at the top. See you at the top.